Mary Kay Beckham was looking for love after the sudden death of her husband. She found what she thought was Mr. Wright, only to learn that he was really Mr. Bag of Spiders Crazy. Today we explore the horrible case of Wade Riley and his predatory online dating habits. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Killing Miss and Hidden, the podcast that's always about something bad. This is your buddy Brad, podcaster and lawyer extraordinaire, here to welcome you to our humble little show that we present every Tuesday. Excuse my uh, voice, allergies are in full swing and I'm drowning in snot. We certainly have a bad thing for you this week, something worse than that if you can believe it. This is... Worthy of a big shout out to the Discovery Channel, specifically its show Web of Lies, for turning me on to this case. I know they didn't make this episode just for me, but it was still helpful. Thanks, Discovery. People seem to like it when, you know, I don't sit here and ramble and just jump straight into the story. So allow me to appease the masses and we'll jump into learning about our buddy Wade. Mary Kay Beckham was only 46 years old when her husband died from a sudden heart attack. They were partners in life and in business, running a real estate office together in Las Vegas. Mary Kay attempted to fill this huge void in her life by just throwing herself into her work, and it helped somewhat. She learned how to manage the business on her own and actually seemed to be more successful on her own. But Mary Kay didn't want to be on her own. She had a very tight group of friends, and they all encouraged her to try to look for love again. She was hesitant at first, but her girlfriends were insistent she'd do something. It being 2010, online dating was a new and exciting way to meet one's future soulmate. Giving into society and her friends' pressures, Mary Kay signed up for one of these dating services. And she loved it. She was quickly matched with several potential mates. She enjoyed several fun dates with these matches, as it were, and several, let's be kind and say interesting dates as well, as you would expect running this gauntlet. She also spent much more time than she ever would have dreamed of communicating with these online hookups or matches. Hookups has that negative connotation, doesn't it? You know, either through the messaging app or through uh, text messages. Messaging's probably not the right word. Flirting? Flirting's probably a better word. Regardless, it was helping her move on from the loss of her husband and enjoy life away from the office, which was really the whole point of this exercise, right? After testing the waters, Mary Kay decided she was going to give up on this online scene. She had had some fun, but it wasn't really working for her. Until she met a great match, Wade Ridley. He seemed perfect for her. Her favorite hobby was golfing. He worked as a golf pro. He was very kind and gentlemanly during their dates. He made her laugh. He was always respectful. They just, they just clicked. And, you know, it didn't hurt that she found Wade to be a little dreamy looking. Mary Kay was smart about online dating, fortunately, 
She always texted her best friends when she was leaving, where she was going, when she expected to return home, and then would text them when she got home. After her first date with Wade, she was so smitten with him, they went on a second date only two days later. And she found herself texting Wade just like a teenager. Uh, she, like I said, just totally smitten with him. She was so excited about the new relationship that their next date would be that weekend and would be a round of golf with her two best friends. Both of them likewise found Wade to be very charming. He even helped the three women improve their golf swings as they played. That's got to be one of the best benefits of dating a golf pro, right? So after that day of golf, Mary Kay invited Wade to spend the night with her. And he accepted. I guess they uh, dipped the old corn dog in the batter, right? Buttered their biscuits, maybe? Unclogged some plumbing? Did the four-legged frolic? Played hide the hot dog? Backed the Buick into the garage, rode the wild bull, vulcanized the whoopee stick. You follow? Here, here, here. I'll have Grandpa Simpson say what I mean. Sex! What's so unappealing about hearing your elderly father talk about sex? I had sex! Now, before going to bed that night... Wade confessed that his last relationship didn't really end perfectly, and he felt like Mary Kay deserved to know the details. Um, by not ending perfectly, I mean it ended up with his ex-girlfriend getting a restraining order against him, and he got one against her. Now, Mary Kay was a mature woman, and... While that was upsetting to hear, she refused to judge Wade based on that relationship. She knew that, you know, two normal people could come together and have a toxic relationship. And that was nothing like what she was experiencing with Wade. So she gave him the benefit of the doubt. Now, what Wade didn't share is that this ex... And Simonson was also found through online dating. She was also a blonde, just like Mary Kay, and was also a realtor, which was weird, right? Um, and that restraining order fiasco, it really involved, you know, a bit of a misunderstanding. See, Anne stayed out a little too late with her girlfriends, and Wade reacted by pulling out some pruning shears and threatening to kill her if she ever did it again. And then he was able to get one against her because her sister happened to be in town. And when she saw Wade threatening to cut her sister's head off, she went out there with her gun and made Wade leave the house. Giant misunderstanding. We've all been there. You know that feeling of standing out in the night in your driveway with some pruning shears, arguing with your soon-to-be ex, right? Yeah, a little creepy. All right, so the next morning, the two lovebirds woke up together and began preparing a small breakfast. While they were doing so, Mary Kay had to step away to return a text from a client. After a brief conversation via text, she returned to the kitchen only to find Wade waiting at the entrance with a very stern look on his face. He demanded to know who she was texting, why she was texting with the client on Sunday, why she felt the need to work on a Sunday. Did she work all the time? Did she always text with clients? 
He even tried to snatch your phone away. Yeah, uh-oh. Raise your hand if you know where this is headed. Yep, nowhere good, right? So Mary Kay decided to sneak away from this conversation by pretending to use the bathroom, but in reality used this time to put a passcode on her phone. But still, she was willing to give Wade the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he just woke up on the wrong side of bed the mor that morning. You know, they, she was determined that it was still going to be a good day because they were going to go have dinner with her best friend and her husband. Well, apparently the rest of the day was normal. But when they got to dinner, when they got out of the car, Wade claimed he forgot something in the car and asked Mary Kay for her keys. So she tossed them to him. And he said, oh, I'm going to need your phone, too. And she asked why. And he said, just, just let me borrow it. And he would never give her a reason why. And she said, no, I'm not giving you my phone. And he got kind of pissy with her and stormed off. So she went on into the restaurant and got seated. Wade showed up a few minutes later. And during the conversation, Wade, for some reason, started name-dropping all these NHL players he claimed to have a friendship with. The bad thing was, Mary Kay's friend's husband actually was a former professional hockey player, and was friends with lots of the people Wade claimed to know. And from what Wade was saying, it was obvious that he had never met a single one of them. When he was kind of called out on it, Wade overreacted, apologized for ruining dinner, and made this huge deal about leaving early. So, in Mary Kay's mind, that was when the relationship ended, they went home. She did not invite Wade in. She said she had a very busy Monday ahead of her and she needed to prepare for it. And a few minutes after Wade left, she texted him and said, you know, we need a break. This isn't really working for me. So about three months go by. Mary Kay meets another man and falls hard for him, but this time not from the internet. She met him traditionally through work. Um... Uh, on the other side of the coin, Wade hasn't exactly moved on. Um, Mary Kay goes out to have some fun with her friends one night. And when she gets home, she notices that her garage door is halfway open. And that the garage light isn't on and isn't working. She decides to investigate the situation herself when... Who do we have but Wade appearing from the shadows? He sucker punches Mary, knocks her off her feet, and then follows this up by straddling her and stabbing her. And stabbing her. And stabbing her. And stabbing her. Over and over and over until the knife actually breaks. Then he gets up and kicks her in the head and the neck multiple times. And to ensure that he had completed his deed... He stomped on her neck until she stopped gurgling. He then ran off and got away from the scene. Fortunately, a neighbor heard the commotion, came out to check, and saw Mary Kay laying there in a pile of blood and called 911. Emergency services arrived immediately. They rushed her to the hospital. She had multiple emergency surgeries. She was suffering from a life-threatening brain injury. Uh, she also had surgery to save her jaw and her eyesight. Uh, 
But miraculously, everything went perfect and she survived. In fact, she was discharged from the hospital in less than a week. I had freaking COVID and was in the hospital for nine days. This poor lady just gets ripped apart and they patch her back together in less than seven days. That's incredible. Now, unfortunately, one of the symptoms of her attack and her injuries was that she suffered post-traumatic amnesia. And so she had no recollection of the events whatsoever. She couldn't tell the police who did it. She didn't remember being attacked at all. In fact, she, she said when she'd go to the bathroom sometimes, it would hit her that she had been injured from looking at all the bandages, and she'd just start crying because she didn't know who that would do this to her or why. Not having any information, police had to treat everybody as a person of interest. Now, the brutality of the crime suggested to police that it had to be somebody that Mary Kay knew intimately, which I would agree with. So they dug into the backgrounds of all her close friends and acquaintances, um, anybody she's had a real relationship with. However, because she went through such a string of relationships from the online dating service, Police didn't really investigate any of those liaisons, including Wade. Now, meanwhile, Wade has gotten out of Dodge. He's now in Phoenix. And he's developed a plan that he intends to carry out. He is going to now go finish off Ann Simonson, the ex who had the restraining order against him. He managed to sneak into her house and was hiding in her basement. And when she came downstairs to do some laundry one day, he grabbed her, subdued her, then stabbed her repeatedly with a butcher knife and a freaking machete. Sadly, Simonson did not survive. Wade then robbed the house. And also, there's reports he robbed a nearby pharmacy. Although, I could never figure out what exactly he took from the pharmacy. From the house, he took what you would expect. Cash, credit cards, jewelry, the usual stuff people take during a robbery. Anne's husband came home and found just this nightmare of a scene. Of course, it was devastating for the poor man. The police came by, looked around. Of course, the husband had no idea who did it. But he kind of had a thought late that night. He obviously couldn't sleep. And he decided to log on to his credit card's website. And he saw a series of transactions that were made that he didn't make. So he calls the detectives. They come over. This is at like 3 in the morning. And they, from the purchases that were being made on his credit card, presumably by Wade, they were able to figure out that Wade was making his way from Phoenix back to Las Vegas. Just as a reminder, the police still didn't realize who Wade was or what his role in this horrible set of crimes was. When Wade arrived in Las Vegas, he called Mary Kay's office and asked to speak with Mary. That's not the name she goes by. She goes by Mary Kay. Her assistant immediately went on high alert and 
told them, you know, we don't have anybody that here by that works by that name. She calls Mary Kay immediately, who turns around and calls the police. Meanwhile, Wade is furious because he learns from this phone call, essentially, that Mary Kay survived the attack. So now he has to figure out a way to finish the job. He spends his days kind of stalking her office. And he went to a nearby grocery store to procure the largest kitchen knife he could find. Now, amazingly, truly, shockingly, amazingly, Wade gets randomly pulled over by a patrol officer. See, he made the mistake of stealing Ann's car and was still in it when he was driving around Las Vegas. So when the patrol officer saw a vehicle matching the description with Arizona tags on it, he figured he'd pull it over and see what was going on, and Wade was in the car. And essentially, as soon as he was arrested, Wade just confesses to everything. The murder of Anne, his assault on Mary Kay, everything. His story, when he's talking to detectives, is that he just kind of snapped when Mary Kay broke up with him, or in his words, threw him away. You know, there was that gap of time of about three months. Well, he said he went down to San Francisco and he actually tried to kill himself when he got there because he was just so done with life at this point. Um, he survived, obviously, but was put in a psychiatric facility for three months where they diagnosed him with several things. The only one that was specifically mentioned was bipolar disorder. Um, but upon being discharged, he decided, you know, I need to right all the wrongs in my life. I need, to, I need to get retribution for all the wrongs I've suffered. And so he essentially made a hit list. Mary Kay, Anne, his ex-wife, his ex-wife's new lover, and a former boss. Five people that he kind of viewed as ruining his life. Because of the confession, Wade was easily convicted of the assault on Mary Kay and was sentenced to the maximum under Nevada law, which was not less than 28 years and not more than 70. After he was sentenced for this, he was awaiting trial for Anne's murder when Wade took one more life, his own. On April 29th, 2012, Wade committed suicide in his jail cell by hanging himself. Mary Kay rebounded from all of this amazingly, amazingly well. It is obvious that she is one tough cookie. Wade kind of screwed up going after this chick. Um, you know, she survived his worst. And she's still out there selling real estate, doing her thing, and seems to be, all things considered, pretty happy, pretty well-adjusted. Now, she did try to sue the online dating site based off the theory that it was aware or should have been aware of Wade's craziness, but it did nothing to warn her of how messed up he was. But eventually, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals tossed the lawsuit kind of on a theory that, you know, if, if we say that a dating website 
has to warn all of its users that it's, you know, certain members may be dangerous. That would kind of have far-reaching effects. You know, who's to say that then a bartender wouldn't have to warn patrons that a certain customer has a history of domestic violence? Things like that. So she didn't uh, get rich by suing this dating site. But like I said, she continues to run a very successful real estate business out in Las Vegas and does quite well for herself. So that ends our cautionary tale regarding online dating. Here we had a woman who was very smart with regard to texting her friends, you know, her date plans, who she was going with, when she was leaving, when she'd be home, all that stuff. In fact, in this entire story, she made one mistake, only one mistake, and that was going into her house when she felt like something suspicious was afoot. If she had not gone in there alone, if she had called the police, everything probably would have turned out different. So while online dating is a great way to meet people, it is something you have to be careful with. Whether you're a male or female, there are lots of crazy people in this world, and this can be a great little playground for them. Of course, if you're smart about it, you can avoid a lot of the drama. Don't give out your home address. You know, get a phone number through Google Voice so people won't have your real phone number. Meet dates in public places, such as restaurants or shopping malls. Make sure at least one person knows your plans and when you should be home. Then text that person when you get home. Just be a little defensive until you're confident you can be comfortable with this person. Fortunately, most people on these sites are just average people who are looking for another way to meet somebody they can date, befriend, marry, whatever. And it's not full of jokers who want to become psycho stalkers, but better to be safe than have Discovery make a true crime show about you. Speaking of Discovery, if you're interested in learning more about this case, like I said, I heard of it first from the show Web of Lies. It is actually season one, episode one. That is all about this case. The best thing about this show is it's reading actors. Not a single actor looks anything like the person they've been hired to portray. It's almost as if a blind person did the casting. There's, to me, it's worth watching just for the total disconnect between what the people looked like and the actors they hired. Now, since it's April, we're starting our push to be not so humble. And there's no, I mean, why would this show be humble? Why, why would you be humble? Why would I be humble? We're little slices of awesome floating in this soup of crazy we call life. So we really need to make this show shine, right? So I need all of our true fangirls and fanboys to join together, rise up and support our efforts here at KMH. We need patrons. You will get your money's worth. I promise you that because it's easy to make that type of promise when, you know, it costs us and a Big Mac to join. We'll provide you with way more entertainment than a lukewarm fast food hamburger, and we will not be as fattening. Not only are you going to get some unique bonus content every month, depending on what tier you sign up for, but the first 50 of y'all that commit at whatever level, once we hit that magic number of 50, you're going to get a really crazy 
and really unique secret gift. This is like Willy Wonka style golden ticket stuff here. It's a one-time only dig. Once the 50 spots on this lifeboat are filled, the rest of y'all just going to drown. No mas. So go to patreon.com slash KMH podcast right now. Beat the rush. Check out the benefits you get with each tier. I think it's worth it. I support a few podcasts on Patreon, and I have done my best to make sure we provide at least what they provide, if not more. So at this point in the show, I need to take a moment to give a shout-out to those of you who have been smart, charming, and intoxicating enough to go ahead and join our Patreon. Those people would be Suzanne, Chloe, Misty, and my mommy. So thank you all for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. And if you want to get a shout-out, you know what to do. Join the Patreon. It's worth it, guys. I promise. I promise. I don't promise anything. Hello, hello, it's me again, Eli the Joke Cradle. Today I will be reading the joke because I haven't done this in a while. So, the joke today is, why don't calculus majors throw house parties? Anyone? Anyone? Because you should never drink and drive. Duh. My God. Now, that's me. That I guess that, yeah, I guess that's all for me today. Bye. All right, finally, be on the lookout for me popping up on a couple of other podcasts in the near future. I believe right now you can go to Nopeville and listen to me talk about scary triangles. And I'll be, really, I'm just there to offer a witty commentary. They, they didn't really drive the boat on that one. But you can also check out me on a teacher and a crime scene tech walk into a bar. They come to play with us a few weeks ago. And they let me do a segment about a female serial killer you may not have heard of. So please check out both so episode. I'm as a lawyer, I talk for a living. As a podcast host, I should be able to talk. And here I am, and I can't read this like ten word sentence. Let me try this again. Please check out both shows, even the episodes I'm not featured in. It's easy. I shouldn't have made it so hard. Okay, well, with that, we'll wrap up this episode. Please be safe out in the world, especially if you're doing the online dating thing. Also know we will find a way to love you even more if you can share our work with your friends. Keep sending in recommendations to me for cases that we should cover. And finally, just be cool to everybody. Rub a cat's belly, blow some bubbles, eat a candy bar, do something that makes you smile today. We will see you next week or on other podcasts. Brad, out. Thank you for listening to Killing, Missing, Hidden. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and share. Questions? Email us at info at kmhpodcast.com. Hey, do y'all remember, are you old enough to remember 
when CDs or cassettes would have hidden tracks on them? Yeah, we've got a hidden track here. We're going to do a second palate cleanser this week from my youngest son, Joe. So, Joe, it's all yours. Hello, everybody. It's me, Joe. I'm going to be telling you a joke. Everybody, listen. When you look for something, why is it always in the last place you look? Because when you find it, you stop looking. Bye-bye.